we are back on the path with Velen Side Quest Part 2. And we had this intro and all this stuff we talked about, but we cut it last week. <laughs> so sometime around here, you're going to hear that from... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hear that from last week. We have a review, an Apple review, which means you can review. I keep saying review too much. <laughs> if you rate and review it on Apple, you can give a review. And this is from HMBRG891. So Hamburg891. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, is it Hamburg, <laughs> Hamburger? Uh, maybe a German listener out there. Fantastic show for all things Witcher. If you love the world of The Witcher, this show is for you. It's got everything. Book discussion. Uh, more on that oh. later. More on that later. <laughs> show discussion. Game discussion. It's your one-stop shop for all things Witcher. Great conversations. Great hosts. Definitely recommend. That is a great review. Thank you so oh, much. That's really that. kind. Yeah. yeah, it is. And to hit on that book discussion, some of you who may have been listening back through the older episodes when it was Whispers of Oxenford, when it was just me talking about the books, I have removed those. A big reason why is, I think I kind of knew this, but I never thought about it. If, if you basically, if you subscribed to the podcast, it would send you the first episode, which would be mine long ago about the books. And so How many years ago was that? 2018? Really? Wow. No. 19? I don't even know. How sad is that? <laughs> uh, it, the long, long ago. Basically BC, the new BC before COVID. <laughs> Like it's basically yeah. all of that. I think it's got to be, it's got to be 19. It's got to be three years. But that doesn't sound. Because 19 is when the first series came out, wasn't it? Oh yeah. So it was 18. Was it right after I did Gwent? I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I've put well, you on the spot. You have. And that sent me down. <laughs> oh, I'm going to cut all that. <laughs> I'm going to get it right. So I have the answer. Uh, it's sometime long ago like that. But the reason I took them out was. If people came to listen for the games or for us, they would be sent back to there. They'd have to search through it. So I removed them. They are not all deleted. I'm eventually going to put them probably in a Google Drive or something like that. And if people request it, I can just send them all there or maybe something to do with it. So if that is something you were looking for and you're mind, uh, asking where it went, that's kind of where it went. So it's not gone. And eventually there will be a home for that. So if you are listening on Apple or Spotify, please rate and review the podcast on Spotify. I think we're at 51 and it's still five stars. That's huge. Also, please, the best thing you can do is just tell people about it. If anybody you know likes The Witcher, again, it could be someone streaming it. It could be another content creator, YouTube, anything like that. Just tell people about it. You know, link them if we're available everywhere. That helps the most and it costs you nothing. Somewhere around now, at least talking to us, will be the intro from last week. But we can go right into the remainder of these side quests. So, Lucy, you're leading off. Do you know what that means, to lead off? Uh, just to begin, I guess. Yeah, do you know what it's from? No. It's from American Baseball. Oh, is it? Right, okay. That's yeah, why I don't know. <laughs> lead off, on deck, and in the hole. What's the other two mean? Uh, on deck is next up to bat. Okay. And in the hole is third to bat. Oh, yeah. So they're okay, right. in the I'll dugout waiting that. and then on deck. Okay. If you do, impressive, but otherwise, okay. yeah. All right. So lead I'll us try. off. So I will be leading us off with, uh, I don't know if we did any of these last week, but this is a Witcher contract uh, over a side quest. I think this um, is the only one we're going to do. Yeah. And this was recommended by our friend and actually both of our mod, Jack. Yep. Uh, he suggested this on yeah. Instagram. 
and it is the Shrieker contract. Um, so what I discovered very, very early into this uh, quest is that Shrieker is not the actual name of the creature. So Geralt wasn't really sure what this was going to be. Um, so we meet this man. He lives in Crow's Perch and he is he tells us of this creature that snatched and killed his friend Borzoi. Uh, Borzoi said that he was going to go and drive the beast away after it had been killing some cows and goats and he got completely gutted by the monster. Um, and I had forgotten about this when you do contracts that you can like haggle on the price that you get and they can get annoyed at you and completely reject the whole thing. Um, so that's always quite funny. Yeah. So if you do make a mat, it'll end it and you can't even do I it. I think so. Yeah. I think it does. Yeah. If you, if you try and haggle too high for too long, their annoyance level bar just goes up and up and then they just, uh, they just suck it off eventually. What's so funny about that is I was watching somebody stream it and they were in blood and wine where you're talking to that boot black who has information and that, that little kid, again, this is like a orphan boot black will haggle you to like 400 gold. <laughs> and he's just like, okay, I have it now. It's like, this little kid's got 400 gold? Yeah. He's making away like bandits. <laughs> um, so after we agree on a price, uh, we ask a few more questions because we don't actually know what this creature is. Uh, Shrieker is just a nickname that these uh, people have given it. And the man says, well, Borzoi's son, Simcoe, actually saw the whole attack unfold. Um, because his mother passed away a long time ago, this man has taken the boy in to live with him. So he says to go and speak to the boy. Um, so we go meet up with Simcoe, who's very upset and tells us to go away. And it's really horrible. Um, and he tells us that the creature is a big, giant rooster looking creature with a lizard's tail. Um, but yeah, he just seems horrified. He seems like kind of guilty feeling. He says he runs, he ran into the forest to try and help his dad, but he couldn't. Um, so yeah, he's kind of traumatized and we can use Axie to calm him and then go on our way. Uh, we find the uh, creature, creature's lair and it's a cockatrice. Do you remember my joke? <laughs> That's what I was giving yeah. you a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that I, I could not remember that. And then as soon as it came up, I was like, oh, cockatrice. Oh, wait, that was the Novograd <laughs> joke. I still, I, I'm still going to hang my hat on that. Yeah. I'll allow it. But like most flying creatures, uh, this cockatrice is vulnerable to ard and bombs. So we have to lure it out of the lair with bombs and then we chase it over a field. And my top tip for this quest is to try and get it in the evening time because it's just incredibly scenic with the sunset in the background. I just replayed it there recently and it just looks so beautiful. Um, fight the creature, return to Crow's perch and collect your reward little moment here you can either accept the money or you can tell the man to keep it for simcoe so if you take the money i don't want to be your friend <laughs> how much do you remember how much you would like haggle for was it like it was like 250 oh is that much yeah damn that's what i'm talking about like 250 gold to this crow's perch like jesus that would I think it'd be lot. the entire settlement's worth mm -hmm. but yeah i i when i replayed it i yeah, I gave it to the kid. I mean, come on. Yeah, you got to. You come got on, to. Girls. Yeah, but I think that that was all really. It was just quite a quick one. Um, but I think when I spoke to Jack about it, he said it just really stuck with him, the little boy, and how like horrible it was, and 
just life in Velen is rough and there's so many orphans. Well, it goes back to the, the cat and wolf play when we talk about yeah. Millie, who saw her entire village get slaughtered, her brother and her mother, and again, orphans. And it won't be the last mission we talk no. about today that involves a parent. Well, I guess the parent wasn't looking for there, but involves a lost son who, yeah, might be near and dear to somebody. But yeah, Velen is horrible. <laughs> and I can't spend too much time in Velen. It's too mm. gloomy. Although the music, oh my God. The like music's re great. Replaying some of these and watching some of them, just the music, ambient music, the score, I guess is what you would call it. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's Velen. And when we get to Novigrad, it'll be Novigrad. Yeah. And that's like, might be the biggest thing that this game did was really get the mood and the setting down to a mm. T that this, especially Velen, that Velen is horrible yeah it really is the worst place on the continent yeah each area really has such a distinct feel and like you said different music different like even lighting and colors like everything is so individual to the area even though the areas are sometimes massive and are like composed of different points of interest they all have the same feel so interesting Velen gloomy novigrad yeah. like active and happening and yeah. almost like operatic Mm. it's very like Skellig is quite epic like some yeah. of the views that you like you come across and like areas are a little bit more secluded it's not as busy as especially in comparison to Novigrad yeah and just can't wait uh, to get to Skellig yeah well <laughs> we'll be in <laughs> Novigrad a while. <laughs> a while I will ensure us of uh, that no. <laughs> although like uh yeah okay I was gonna say like the the side quest to me it flips when you get to Novigrad the main story in Novigrad is just unbelievable you meet some mm. familiar faces and all that and the side quests are always like eh. so I thought they're a little better in Velen but on to the next one called Witcher Wannabe Geralt rolls into Lindenvale and is treated rather harshly <laughs> <laughs> as another witcher has been there already he ate his fill said he would kill a monster and as a reward would take that which the man had but did not know Ooh. so okay a little bit on there he might be legit he also um seduced his daughter uh the guy oh. wasn't the guy wasn't too pleased about that but Geralt <laughs> says hey you know witches are sterile so there's nothing you should worry about <laughs> the guy is in a local nearby cemetery where Ge Cemetery. I say that sometimes as cemetery, and some people might think it's actually like cemetery. So like cemetery. Oh, cemetery. Yeah. Cemetery. See, but like like military, I can't say. I say like military. Oh but yeah. So anything that ends in terry, I just say it's like cemetery, but cemetery. Okay. He's in the cemetery <laughs> where Geralt kills it. Uh, it's a ghoul. The I shouldn't say he kills the Witcher or the wannabe Witcher. <laughs> he kills the ghoul there. And when he speaks to the witcher, he has this harsh burn. Where did you train the school of the snail? Like, oh, oh Geralt, <laughs> wow. you bitch. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, Geralt, man, did, was that like witcher kids jokes or yeah. something like that? Kids burns. Uh, but the guy says he got the medallion from a traveling peddler. The locals find them and we get a bevy of options. There are four ways this can go down. And this struck me a kind of as crazy as this is a very short side quest and they give you four options yeah that's a lot like i get two but four for this it's like man they got kind of they got kind of into this one <laughs> first thing you can do is rat him out and say that he's a fraud and should be dealt with by the village elder so that's hardcore justice Geralt. that's probably yeah what lawful good Geralt or something like that if we're gonna mm -hmm. put the alignment on there <laughs> second one is you can rat him out but then say let him go 
And Geralt says, get out of my sight. So again, a little more nicer Geralt there, more forgiving. The third one, Geralt covers for him and says, whoo, whoo, it took two witchers to take out this ghoul. But when a witcher calls on a brother for aid, he can never return to the scene again. So Geralt kind of thinking on the fly there. And then there's the last one, which to me is probably the best one and the best for justice, if you will. You can cover for him, but this time he says, any witcher who needs a brother's aid must bury his medallion in the earth, renounce uh. his trade, and work for the village elder for a year. <laughs> and you can see the guy in the background at first, he's like, oh, okay. And then it's like, oh, no. Oh, no. And then like, oh, well, we'll, we'll go put him to work. So those are the four options there. I think when I played through it, I just said he was a rat and, you know, go to the village elder. But man, I wish mm. I would have done the other ones, especially especially to get that last one. That last one's funny. The third one where you sort of cover for him kind of reminds me of, you know, in the first episode where of series two, where he meets um, Nivellin and yeah. Nivellin tells the story of how um, Geralt's pretended that Nivellin killed the wyvern oh, yeah. to give him like the glory that kind of reminds me of that so maybe Netflix Geralt would do option three that's you know for some reason I thought that was a quest is that something you can do later mm, I don't know maybe I don't know because that might have been what I was thinking of with this but yeah you can't ever say like oh this guy did it which I guess they didn't want people to do that yeah to have that option there but yet working for the village elder for a year. The only thing is he kind of he kind of hooked up with that daughter. So mm. if that daughter's got her belly growing, a witcher bastard, as they called it. There you go. He might have gotten more than he could bargain for. <laughs> so one thing here was, and this is from the wicker witch, the wicker witchy, <laughs> the wicker witchy. <laughs> this is from the witcher wiki. Once the ghoul is killed, if you go into the building, why am I killed? What am I just this tired? Yeah, it's late there, isn't it? Uh, no, it's four <laughs> o'clock. But thank you, though, for trying to cover for me. <laughs> Once the ghoul is killed, if you go into the building in the cemetery and come out again, the two angel statues that were on either side of the door will now be looking at Geralt and will turn to face him every time the camera moves them oh, out no. of sight until they disappear. This is an Easter egg, apparently in reference to the weeping angels from Doctor Who. Yeah. What the hell is Doctor Who? I was Who? about to say that. Do you not know that? Yeah, I do. <gasps> oh, uh, here's you what, do. You here's, do. Okay, but I don't know it like other people know it in that sense. The only reason I know what Doctor Who is, is when, whenever, you know, Christopher Eccleston is? Yeah, he was okay. the best. Whenever he was My second the, favorite. Okay, whenever he was the doctor, Something around that time, whenever that happened, what would that have been like 2007, 2008, something like that? Yeah, around Sometime then. around then I was watching something. I don't know if it, PBS or because that would we get a lot of British stuff come to uh, was on PBS back then before like BBC okay. was that big over here. Yeah. And for some reason, I was watching something and that was on afterwards. And I was like, oh, that's the guy from Gone in 60 Seconds. I love oh, that shit. guy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And he's. Mancunian, right? He's from Manchester. I think so. Yeah, I think he is. Something like his, that. His accent in Gone in sixty yeah. seconds was out of control, and the way he spoke, <laughs> he used like his whole mouth and went with fifty cars, and like yeah. he just was so crazy. And I'm like, I'm gonna watch that. And it was the second episode, I think. There was like the end of the world, uh, like yeah. the sun was burning up and doing all that. And I didn't watch too much after that, but I really enjoyed him. I think Billy Piper was yeah. the woman. Oh, honestly, it's so good. I like Doctor Who was something that would have been 
on years ago. Like my mom and her sisters watched it when they were younger. It's from like the sixties, um, right? Yeah. Yeah. Started, so like, yeah. it's one of those things where like, it's kind of like James Bond where like multiple people play the doctor. Cause he like regenerates. Um, but it, it, it ended years and years ago and then it got rebooted with Christopher Eccleston when I was, I think I was like 13, 14. Um, and yeah, the weeping angels, that's what I was about to say when you said that those, um, those stone angels moved around to watch them. I was about to be like, Oh my God, it's like Dr. Who. And it was, it's the scariest. There's two really, really scary, um, bad guys in Dr. Who and that the weeping angels is one. Cause if you close your eyes, they can move. But if you open your eyes, they can't move. So it's like the boo ghost from Mario. Is that what that does? The booze. Yeah. Like in like the original Mario and like the platformers, if you're looking to yeah. the front, they'll get you from behind. But as soon as you turn around and look at them, they go. They freeze. Yeah. They okay, freeze yeah, and like cover like their thing. eyes. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so scary. And the other one, there was like a, I don't know if it was like a World War II vibe, but there was basically a little child in a, in a gas mask. And it was looking for its mummy and it was just the creepiest fucking thing I've ever seen. And that would haunt me when I was a child, but yeah, very good. And it sticks with everyone. I think everyone who ever watched Doctor Who will remember the weeping angels forever. I just remember getting really upset when the doctor was a woman. I was so. Oh, really? No, I don't know. <laughs> but I remember that being a thing. Cause that's the only other time I heard of it thing. was, yeah. I don't remember her name, the blonde woman. It's Jody something. I think. Yeah. Jody. I just remember never hearing about Dr. Who and then yeah. nonstop hearing about it, about how people were just, Oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. But no, it was wild. It was wild. Cause it was great. So it was Christopher Eccleston and then it was David Tennant. And after that, I, I sort of stopped watching because David Tennant for me, was just it. Like he was just everything about Dr. Who. Um, I didn't really watch after that for a long time, but um, there was a few other people. And then do you remember recently I told you that if, Regis was in the show. It would be yeah. Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Peter Capaldi was Doctor Who. Okay. Um, for a little bit. And then it was Jodie. I can't remember her second name annoyingly, but yeah, it caused uproar, complete uproar. And it's just, it's absurd. Well, but she's not it anymore, I don't think. Well, we watch a show like The Witcher where there's never anybody upset about the casting. So at exactly. least we have that. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. Why would anybody be upset about that? All right. Well, yeah, that's interesting. And Doctor Who. Just, I always see that on community. It's a very mm. nerd thing, also. It's so good. Like, very I'm so tempted to yeah. rewatch it. There's, there's one scene in particular that I could go on YouTube now and watch. It's like 10, 15 minute scene, and I'll just be in tears. Really emotional. Is it I don't want to Eccleston? spoil it for you. No, no, it's not. It's David Tennant. David oh, Tennant okay. and Billy Piper. Yeah, there was, oh, because that's right. The guy that did um, uh, Sherlock, a Moffat. He was a writer on Doctor Who. Oh, really? I think that's where he not necessarily got started, but maybe that was like a big thing that he was a staff writer on there break or something. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I don't think he ever was a showrunner. I think he was just a staff writer and then got some other things. I think it's where I've also seen clips of it, too. What are those robots that are? Yeah, so there's Daleks. Da okay, and Daleks, then there's maybe cyborgs. Are they robots? <laughs> the cyborgs are like more human shaped. Okay. Whereas the Daleks are like just these big trash cans like yeah yeah okay. exactly <laughs> those are the daleks oh and i think that's yeah. where the gwent um because i heard it randomly said something like you would make a good dalek Who said it, that to you? Was, no wasn't that on the show <laughs> i thought i saw a, i thought i saw a clip where it was like you would make a good dalek or something oh okay i thought and, you said someone was saying that to you. oh no 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 
<laughs> so rude. I was like, yeah. Anyway, but I thought, uh, I think I heard that on something in the, it's a line, The Witcher 3, it's Imlarith, and it's one of his Gwent lines where he says, you, you would make a good slave. Oh. And it's just, I was like, oh, is that from The Witch, or is that from Doctor Who? So I'm going to need to ask someone about that. All right, we, yeah, definitely talked, sure. we definitely talked about Doctor Who a lot more than I would think. <laughs> So why don't you lead us into the next one? So the next one I have written down here is Forefathers Eve, which is a little side quest that takes place after you've completed the Tower Full of Mice quest that we talked about last week. And we probably um, should have had Specy back on for this. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> As the expert. Um, the Pella just such, has such an interesting way of speaking. The Pella. Yeah, he refers to himself in the third person. It's the just that always, that's always kind of charming to me. I don't know why. Um, but yes, if you if you don't remember him, uh, he is a guy that you meet earlier in the game. Uh, we find his goat uh, princess, um, and he helps us in the very early stages of the Bloody Baron quest. I couldn't really figure out what was going on in this quest, to be honest. So he basically asks you uh, for some help. Um, he says he needs a man who fears no evil as the forefathers Eve is nigh. And he's asking us to protect him and a group of villagers as they perform a ritual. Um, it seems as though they're doing this ritual to help the spirits that still wander the earth to make their way onwards to wherever. So we have to go back to Fike Isle for hopefully the final time and um the peller begins this ritual and there's many other participants um and we basically just have to fight off some drowners and a water hog a water hog yeah water, I was like, oh. water, <laughs> water hag water hag and then the peller eventually summons the ghost of a man named ambrose and Ambrose turns out to be the Peller's father. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And another thing that I learned here, Ambrose refers to the Peller as a patricide, which to me was something new. I hadn't heard this before. Um, turns out it's uh, a phrase used uh, to refer to someone who has killed their own father. Yep, patricide, so, mat matricide, infanticide. Yeah. Oh. The killing children. Yeah. Nice. Uh, regicide. Oh. You know what that, that is? Killing no. kings. Oh, yeah. Again, interesting. Yeah. From history, you kind of just learn all those yeah. <laughs> things. There. But yeah, like patriarchy, patricide, matriarchal. You know, yeah, it makes sense. So, yeah, makes sense. We find out later on that he used to fear his father. But after seeing what he did to his mother, he couldn't look upon it no more. And goes into quite a lot of detail of how he killed him. Uh, so at this point in the ritual, we get interrupted by some witch hunters who are very against the ritual as they believe it's a rite of necromancy. They believe they're disturbing the dead and we get a decision at this point which is a very witchery decision it's, but hold up can... those witch hunters were they just rolling by and just oh what's going on here i thought that and then there's a little line of dialogue that Geralt says where he says a peasant must have told them about this like you've got someone who's ratted you out basically oh, nice. but it doesn't really go any further than that okay because i was thinking i was like this is an island this yeah, like island here? <laughs> southern velen like they're coming way down yeah, somebody, somebody's ratted them out, which is uh, ironic on Fike Island. Um, where do they get to? Oh, yeah, so we got our decision. There's a pun there. I, I, I yeah, got you it. heard it. <laughs> <laughs> it, took, it took me a little bit, and I was like, we're talking about Kira? Oh, rat. <laughs> so the decision is we can continue to protect the Peller uh, by fighting the witch hunters, or we can say, not my fight and let them get on with it that is an that is an option that you can choose so often 
Yeah. Just to be like, nope, that, that ain't me. Not my like, issue. Would anybody actually do that on their first playthrough? Well, it's no fun because if you yeah. decide to do that, that's the end of the quest. You don't get to see anything more of it. Peller gets annoyed at you because you didn't stand up for him. And then that's it. It just goes home. Yeah. <laughs> the more fun option is to fight the witch hunters and you end up having to kill them. But it does then taint the sacral grounds with, you know, fall spilled blood. The what um, ground? The t- what did I say? Sacred. Sacral. Sacral. <laughs> you said sacral. Did I? Yeah. I meant sacred. Sacred. Hey, I don't sacred know if this grounds. is, a, I'm trying to learn new words. I don't know if that was a Northern Irishism. So. Well, it can be no. Now. You created I think it. I mixed mix some words up, but it's sacred ground. Um, where there has now been blood spilled of these witch hunters. Um, and because they were like mid-ritual, it summoned some wraiths that we have to fight. So there's loads of monsters in this quest, which is fun. For Death March people, maybe not so much, but just the story, you'll you'll fly through it. Geralt tells the Peller that the body of his father must be permanently destroyed in order to prevent his wraith from returning. So the Peller kind of lets on that his father's ghost has been coming back to taunt him a little bit, and he's um that's why he asked for his help in the first place. So we go to the swamps to find the body. Quick, simple Igni to destroy it. And we return to the Peller, inform him of this. And that's the quest complete. And as a reward, the Peller offers us a discount at his Arab shop. Yeah, he has a bunch of stuff there. One thing that yeah. stuck out to me was when you go find that corpse in the marshes and swamps down there, mm-hmm. even farther south, like I think it's southeast of Fike Isle, something like that. Geralt comments that the marsh helped preserve the body or something like that. Something, yeah. How the hell does a marsh help preserve a body? Well, that's funny. It's I, water I and it's that, gross water. Now that you mention it, there was, I remember back in school, we went to visit, this is my exciting school trip. So we went to visit this like bog and it was called a peat bog. And I'm sure there was there was bodies found in it that were like strangely well preserved in the bog. Really? Yeah, something like that. I'll have to Google it because I can't remember exactly. But I'm sure that was the whole phenomenon of this bog that things were like weirdly well kept in there. So maybe that's why. Say, <laughs> one thing you're doing is definitely help perpetuate stereotypes. <laughs> just Ireland. Yeah, we went to a bog. Yeah, I guess that would be like me saying, yeah, we went to go see some cows, went to a cow <laughs> pasture. And uh, yeah, there's a bunch of crap there. Yeah, <laughs> that it was just it. awful. Okay, so maybe. All right. I would just think water would be the worst thing. For yeah. It. Especially stuff like eating it and insects and whatnot. I know. I don't yeah, know. surely. I don't know. But yeah. yeah it anybody was... out there that would know why? Uh, <laughs> I don't really care. So just keep it to yourself. No, <laughs> if someone does know why, I actually would like to know. Um, not because I'm going to go dumping bodies. This was just kind of, it was really creepy. As he's doing his enchantments and like the dad comes back and basically Geralt, you know, I think Geralt at one point says, tell me what's going on and explains it. And the Peller's like, I don't want to talk about it. And you Mm -hmm. can press him. And I don't think I pressed him at first and I pressed him later on where he kind of says what happens. Yeah. But I don't, does he ever exactly say? He says in his own weird way of forming sentences that, um, the Peller used to fear this man, but he saw too many times what he did to his mother. And then he, okay, yeah, I mean, he says what he does. Yeah, <laughs> it goes back to the kind of like the bloody baron where it just hits into domestic abuse, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Right. We kind should of, just put, 
Yeah, I guess just all of Velen is just one big trigger warning yeah, exactly. for domestic violence. So I'll have to remember to put that up again. So yeah, the Peller, the hero. And I think that's it for him. I think it is too. Yeah. Unless you decide to visit him again. Yeah, but no missions. I think when you go back, you know, way down the road to Velen, I don't think yeah. he ever does anything. So no, not as far as I can remember. All right. We'll see you uh, when we see it there. Along the path, Geralt comes across Face Me If You Dare. This quest is Ronvid of the Small Marsh. And again, if you've played Gwent throughout any of the last four years, you will know this card because it's very lore friendly. And this guy is just the epitome of the knight in not so shining armor. He <laughs> declares that for Maid Bilberry's honor, fairest of all maids, he shall fight a hundred duels which is 99 after Geralt. So Geralt gets to start it off. So he proclaims all this, and he's like, I'm going to start with you. You fight him. He yields, but then says, we shall meet again. That's really all there is. He will come back when we get to Novigrad. So we will, again, get to the ending of that quest when we get to the next area. But yeah, Ronvid of the Small Marsh, basically in Gwent, when you kill him, he comes back from the graveyard whenever you play a soldier. Ah, really? And he keeps coming back. No, if you, <laughs> if you kill him, he'll keep coming back. Love that. Yeah, so that's pretty much what happens here. Made Bilberry, and I've seen a couple different things on what that could or could not be, but mm. we will cover that in the next one when we face him for maybe a final time. These people, I just, I'm so, when playing this game, I'm always so shocked at how many NPCs think that they can just take Geralt. I get it. I so get it. Confidently. If it's, yes. And I, I get if it's someone like him or, oh, he's a knight and he's trained all that. To me, it's the three random bandits or the two yeah. random peasants in a pub. They're mm -hmm. just like, oh, you can't talk right, right? We're going to show him. Let's show him what we're made. I was like, he's a fucking witcher. And it's yeah. one thing if, if people are just like, well, you, look, you freak. You kind of look funny. It's other ones like, oh, he's one of them witchers. Let's get him, boys. Yeah, they no, know. No, you don't get witchers when you're two or three yokels six or seven vodkas deep in white orchard <laughs> so i don't like to see the peasantry and the lower classes get abused but <laughs> some of them deserve it yeah 100 percent. heckin fights with witchers <laughs> all right the next one that we have it's kind of two of them they're not exactly tied together but we get to go down in the far southeast to the nilfgaardian army group center camp Oh. So I don't think they can make it any longer, but this is going to be patrol gone missing. So you head down there and a quartermaster named Egebracht. And if that rings a bell to anybody, this is a cousin to Tibor Egebracht, the commander of the Alba armor division at the battle of Brenna. Hmm. RIP Tibor from lady of the lake. So some scouting group has gone missing and Geralt is hired to find them again, very basic at the get go. He tracks and tracks and tracks. Find some barefoot prints, interesting, Nilfgaardian prints, and some green liquid that means a wyvern is nearby. You slay the wyvern, and that's basically it. You can return to the quartermaster and done and done. Wow. Or you can be Batman Geralt and mm -hmm. go investigating or keep further investigating. He will find some mounds of bodies that these necrophages have dug up, and this blood trail leads into a cave, which is like a ghoul's nest, and Redanian soldiers' bodies. Interesting. Oof. So mm. what had happened was the Nilfgaard patrol went out to execute prisoners, 
And then the wyvern kind of gave some yin to their yang and everybody died. So you can kind of deduce this if you do that. Go back. You can accuse Egobrocht of that. You can accept the reward because gold is gold, or you can principally refuse it, I should say, at which Egobrocht denies war crimes, but basically says, we don't take prisoners. This is Nilfgaard. And soon the great sun will be flying over the rest of the north anyway. Total war up there. And it's Redanian too. So that was kind of interesting to me is this is like Velen. Uh-huh. So I guess they were down. I don't know if that was said like before what they do. It was Temerian and White Orchard. When all those bodies yes, in the battleground, right, yeah. that was Temerian. And so the Redanian ones here, I don't know. I guess I'm not too caught up to speed exactly when the war, because it's still a war, but it's not like an open war really at this point. Yes. It's kind of like yeah. a still, uh, like a, not a stalemate. I guess you can call it a stalemate, but not really a ceasefire. It's just kind of a detente, I guess you would call it. Yeah, like nobody's moving forward at the moment. Yeah, which well, is weird because usually, yeah, usually that happens at winter. You know, you, right. you batten down the hatches for winter. But mm-hmm. this again is just, it's brutal. It's good. I do like, because when I first did this, I 100% remember, I did not keep investigating. I was like, oh, I mm-hmm. guess that's the end of it. I can just go back, even though it says on there, you can keep investigating. I wasn't thinking, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. to do this now, and again, you get into the inside of, while it's just a quartermaster, the inside of this Nilfgaardian war machine and this invading force that is not going to take prisoners. They're going to execute people. And especially someone like this, that is very regimented by the book bureaucracy. It's like, mm-hmm. we can't really afford that. So we're just going to kill them and say they died. And who would know the better except a random witcher? It's quite grim. Some of these outcomes, isn't it? Well, the next like one's going to be even more the, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to think of the bigger picture is just, yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's war, but we're going to, we're going to end on a, a good one. An upbeat yeah. one. Slightly upbeat, yeah. But we're not going to end down that now because the next one is blood ties. And it kind of ties into it, not to be redundant. As you <laughs> take on this request from a noble woman, a Nilfgaardian noble woman, about her missing son. And she says to speak to Egabrot. And he says that basically the soldiers attempted to desert and they were hanged. But he's mm. not sure if Herodoberth, awkward name, is among them. Geralt can find out and investigate. He obviously is. So uh, you can find this letter and you can tell the mother the truth or that he died a hero. If you say he died a hero, she'll say, oh, that's good. Let's go get his body. We're going to take over the north, blah, 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 blah. If you tell her the truth, she will not believe you until you show her the note that Hrody wrote. I'm going to call him that for short, <laughs> saying that they were sent out to kill defenseless prisoners and he would not partake in it. So he basically got hung by his own people, by the Nilf Guardians, because he refused to execute, I'm assuming those Redanian soldiers that yeah. we talked about before. And the mom is, you can tell who again is this Nilfgaard, not imperialist, enthousi- uh, nationalist. There you go. She's yeah. this Nilfgaard nationalist. And when she reads that note that he wrote to her, basically saying, I guess they let him write a note, which is nice of them to do that. Or somehow he was able to write that note. You know, she's crushed and she yeah. doesn't say anything. She just pays Geralt. And then that's it. It's like her whole worldview is gone. Yeah. You know, in that moment right there, it's like everything she believed in was a lie. She believed in Nilfgaard, believed in that her husband was a war hero. All these people were war heroes. And her child, who I'm assuming might be the only child, they might have said that, is now hung as a Nilfgaardian deserter. Which I wonder would she feel like part of him in any way because he wouldn't kill the innocent people? She has to feel sorry, I guess you can say for it. I mean, obviously devastated that her kid is dead. But if she is this Nilfgaard nationalist, then would it almost be, is she disappointed? 
in her son yeah, a little bit probably but it didn't seem that way like she yeah. wasn't like oh then he's a traitor and blah 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 praise the great son hell the great you know it wasn't any of that she was definitely crushed in that moment by what happened i think i don't think i ever did the option where you tell her uh the other way you don't show her the note did you play through that way uh when if you don't show her and you say that she died that they died a hero Mm-hmm. Yeah, then she wants the body returned to Nilfgaard like as a hero, and then is very oh. much gung ho and he died a hero just like his father and blah blah blah. And we're gonna take on the North. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's starkly different based mm-hmm. on it, which again it is fascinating to me. And I guess you can call it like a almost a philosophical or an ethical stance of how Geralt kind of controls the truth, if you will. Yeah. Because it's not the facts. The facts are he was hung as a deserter because he wouldn't do it. But the truth is whatever Geralt tells her and she's going to believe that. And the truth could be he died a hero and she can go on believing that he's a hero. And Edgar Brock is down there going, yeah, we can't really mess with this. So we're just going to execute him. Like he does not care at all. Like that's That's war. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's why he's in charge. It shows again, the grim nature of this, (laughs) this war right here. They did not sugarcoat the beginning of this main story or this area at all. There's a lot of little intricate details that show how just how grim it is, really. Yeah. And again, I mean, there's multiple countries out there. We all right now, there's like one big war, but it's like, no, there's a two dozen countries that are experiencing war every day. We just don't hear about it because it's not that popular other yeah. than the main one going on. But yeah, then there's people like experiencing this in real life. And it's like, oh, it almost is this kind of takes us away. But then it kind of reminds you with this real life stuff and it kind of brings you back. Yeah, that's similar to like when we talked about the the virus that Kira was talking about last week. Yeah. It's like all these very real world topics now. There was an old... Maybe wasn't like as prevalent when they actually made the game. Well, no, we just talked about the word. There's this always sunny episode from season three. So this would have been 2008, maybe, when they start yelling like, oh, someone starts coughing in a heavily crowded place. Like, oh, pandemic, bird flu pandemic. And just... Oh, it like sent me up just hearing pandemic or people talking oh, about so weird flus like that. And it's like, I guess that's the way it's it's going to be like from now on, like the things just change in that mm-hmm. manner. Yeah, we all just adapt. Yep. Well, and now that we've kind of depressed everybody, <laughs> go ahead and get us into the final quest. Yeah, this is kind of like a little funny one. So um, it's called A Greedy God, and it's a quest that you'll just kind of happen upon by chance in the backwoods of Velen. Uh, we find two villi- villagers <laughs> and overhear them talking about their concerns. And of course, we butt in just to see what the crack is. Um, the peasants tell us of this new deity that they've been worshipping that they call the All-God. And they've been fearful that uh, because the All-God has recently started rejecting their offerings and has supposedly placed a curse upon them. Uh, so to start the quest, uh, we agree to speak with the All God on their behalf. Um, so you approach this statue, and it's kind of a small statue, and this booming, kind of silly voice is coming out of the statue as you speak to it. We begin speaking with the deity, and the deity claims that they're going to release their wrath on this town if better offerings are not brought. And um, he goes on and on about how he's going to bring avalanches down on the town. And it's another one of those moments where Geralt's like, what? This, there's no hills in this town. How are you going to bring an avalanche down? He kind of susses them out straight away. Um, and he can, he can hear that the voice is coming from underground, really. It's not like a, a godly thing. Um, so here we can use the Eye of Nehalini that Kira gave us earlier. 
So you need to have done that quest before you can do this one. So that's the um, magic lamp? So it's not the magic lamp that reveals ghosts. It's an eye. Oh, the magic lamp dispels, is the ghosts. Yeah. yeah okay. So it dispels illusions. That's right. So he uses it um, and it gets rid of um, this illusion that has been covering an entrance to a hidden cellar. So we go down and inside we find the All God, who is really uh, a Sylvan. Sylvan is an intelligent uh, goat human looking creature. And this one's gotten quite large, quite fat, because he's devised this plan to have the villagers bring him food. Do you remember seeing a Sylvan in the Witcher series? Yeah, so yeah. series one, I think he's called Torque, and he's yep. the one that says, Geralt, did your mother fuck a snowman? Yeah. The, <laughs> that, whole, that whole scene was so silly to me. I was like, this is when I was, when I first watched The Witcher, and I didn't know anything about The Witcher. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> There's this goat man. And honestly, it's silly in the short story. It is kind of more of a laid back yeah. one where they're throwing these balls, like these metal balls at each other. And that's yeah, kind of how he yeah. knocks them out. And so they did play it up with just, yeah, your motherfucker snowman. All I think of when I hear snowman is just Olaf from Frozen. Yeah. And so I heard that and it did. I just was like, wait, what? And then... <laughs> Someone, uh, what did Geralt say? Did you motherfuck a goat or what was it? Yeah, that yeah, what it that's was? what he okay. says. And the snowman, I was just like, oh, okay, yeah. It's so silly. But we get three options once we've sort of outed this uh, so-called deity as being just a sylvan. Uh, we can kill him, in which case the villagers get quite upset with you because they still believe he is an all-god and they now think that you've killed their god. You can convince him to accept the lesser offerings, uh, which will lead to the villagers being pleased with you. Or you can do nothing, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, it seems it seems harsh to kill him. Yeah. But one thing I did is because when I came across this on my playthrough, it occurred to me, wait a minute, what if I go talk to the All God before talking to the villagers? Oh. And so I went down there and basically like nothing. Oh. <laughs> just like, hey, and he's like, hey, get out of here and just says what it is, but you can't really do anything because you don't know. Right. Like you don't yeah. know what he's doing there or whatnot. And then you go up and talk to them. But mm. you can tell them, hey, there's something down there. <laughs> like I was oh, just really? down. Yeah, you can be like, hey, it's down there and do that. But yeah, it's you don't it, if you don't know anything about Sylvans, I guess you can do it if you're playing really vengeful, Geralt. Yeah. But Sylvans generally aren't bad. Like they're not yeah. evil, although they're said to be like quite mischievous and pretty much um, yeah. clever. Yeah. So I probably I would probably do the second option where you convince him to take the lesser offerings. And even like Geralt in the Netflix show, he's like specifically says, you're an intelligent creature, so I won't kill you, but you can't stay here. So that would be like the ideal ending for this one as well. As far as the Sylvan and those people, they want to believe in something, whatever, yeah. like they're fine. This it, Just don't be greedy. Just tell mm -hmm. that thing, except I just love that whatever they're bringing is probably all that they have. Yeah. And this thing is just like, no, that's not going to do it. I'm going to destroy everything. <laughs> yeah. poor and as soon as I say that, I'm like, okay, this guy's actually exploiting these people. Yeah. They don't have anything. So now I'm like, no. But you can't tell him to leave, though, can you? No, you can just kill him. Oh, that seems kind of. So I guess I, I haven't, I can't remember the dialogue exactly, but I'm, I'm sure it probably starts with you asking him to leave and ends with you being, you know, killing him. Oh. That would be my guess. Well, that seems rather harsh. It does. <laughs> rather <laughs> harsh. So that's it. That is Velen. We have gotten through one third of this game, right? Isn't that how it works? 
Isn't oh. there three places? Aren't we a third There's of the way three. through? Yeah. No, we're not. No, <laughs> no. It gets so much big. And it's not just Skellig, it's everything beyond that. Yeah. But there's the main story. There's the side quests and the Witcher quests. You can find us on Twitter at Witcher Podcast. Our email is witcherpod at gmail.com. Our Instagram is witcherpod. And we will link Lucy's Discord below. Again, any comments, make sure you come in there, let us know, tweet at us. Uh, I've had several people DM and like PM me some thoughts and whatnot. And while that's good and I love them, Go ahead if, if you want to tweet those out or if you want to put them in a Discord so we can get more people kind of involved in there. Because, again, mm. some things are very informative that people are sending. And I think it would start a pretty good discussion. So anything that's not too personal like that, just throw that out in the wilderness there. And, again, we'll probably get some really good feedback. And, again, potentially stuff that we could even talk about on here. Lucy, where can people find you? Uh, I'm Lucy J. Robin on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at the Fox Bride Four and on Twitch at the Fox Bride. Join us next time on the path as we finally get to the free city of Novigrad.